Hey, podcasters, we got a great uh, program for you today. We have Candace Owens. We spent about an hour with her talking uh, about, you know, the world, what's coming, the election. Little, a little uh, spine tingly. Also, something even more spine tingly, a guy who is former national security advisor. Uh, and he talked to us about the coming coup, as he called it. Uh, but it is a color revolution, it's something that I'm going to be covering on tonight's episode of Blaze TV, probably the most important episode. I just have this feeling this is like last call. This is really it, last call, and something I'm going to be focusing on over the next few weeks as we come up to the election, because you need to know the truth. You will hear the truth and my challenge to social media on today's podcast. to know the truth right now because there are organizations for instance we are flagged almost daily now by facebook almost daily and we know they're coming and we know exactly who they're coming from and i'm not going to get into it because uh, hopefully we're going to be getting into it with our attorneys but every day they throttle us down they try to hide the truth and they give us some excuse every single day and we have to spend our day fighting it. And we win. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're right. Well, the damage is already done. It's too late. I don't know if you saw the news yesterday. Now, this is a record. Now, why? Why would these records be being broke all the time? Well, it's climate change. It's getting so bad right now. Is it? On Monday, Monday, wildfires destroyed in Washington state alone 330,000 acres of brush and timber. Now, one reason these things happen, not climate change, is because the wildlife and the, the forest service, they're not allowed to do what everyone who's ever lived around forests and trees know you have to do you have to have controlled burns if you don't lightning strikes and it burns the whole thing down because that's the way nature does it so you have controlled burns so when there's a lightning strike it doesn't happen but no 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 it's natural to have all of that underbrush no it's not but that's not what's going on On Monday, 58 fires started in Washington State. 58, nine significant fires. Well, yesterday in a press conference, the state public lands commissioner, Hillary Franz, uh, said 58 fires across the state were started on Monday. We were able to put most of them out. An estimated 330,000 acres of our state burned in just 24 hours. More acres burned yesterday than in, the, uh, than in 12 of the last entire fire seasons in Washington state. She said, quote, we believe today that all of these are human caused in some dimension. 
58 fires all set on Monday, according to Hillary Franz, it's not climate change. It was started by humans either being stupid or arson. Now, how dare you? Have you not seen PolitiFact? Have you not seen the news gods that have told us, bow down, don't you dare say there's any arson going on. There's nothing. And if you say it's arson, how dare you even say that these peaceful protesters with Antifa have anything to do with fires? Yes, they'll set our cities on fire. Yes, they're calling for revolution, but they wouldn't do that. That's just over the top. Well, I asked my staff to see if there was any evidence on uh, fires. And I don't mean evidence from Twitter. I mean evidence, is there anybody who's been arrested for arson? Is there anybody that's been arrested for mischief with fire? Here they are. And YouTube and Facebook, go ahead. I want you, I want you to, uh, to, de- to demonetize this clip. I want you to somehow or another say that we're lying. I want you to throttle it. Go ahead. Because then you're going to have to explain what we got wrong. And I happen to have all the documents right here. So my attorney is really ready for that dethrottling or demonetization. You say you're a protector of the truth? Great. Here it is. First one, Washington State, Jeffrey Accord, 36, Puyallup, Washington, September 9th, a BLM activist. One count of reckless burning, second degree, transferred and charged with one count, burglary, uh, no reported damage. According to Accord's history of anti-police protesting and the encounters with law enforcement, he was arrested during the Ferguson riots in Missouri. Christine Camello, 36, Spokane, Washington, September 7th, no known political affiliation. One count, second degree arson. One count, first degree arson. One count, burglary. In Oregon, Domingo Lopez, 45. Portland, September 14th. Reckless burning, second degree disorderly conduct. All the fires were caught early. No one was injured. No structures were damaged. He was charged with using a Molotov cocktail to start a brush fire in the wildfire devastated state, then busted again. He was released on his own recognizance and then busted again hours later for going back and starting six more fires. Michael Gerard Bakella, 41, September 8th, Phoenix, Oregon. Two counts of first-degree arson, 15 counts of first-degree criminal mischief, 14 counts of reckless endangerment, two deaths, 50 people are still unaccounted for. It's burned more than 5,700 acres, destroyed 700 structures. He was arrested for a probation violation on an original charge of unlawful possession of methamphetamines. Oh, by the way, go ahead. Are you thinking about demonetizing us yet? YouTube, Facebook, you thinking about it? Because I have all the arrest documents right here. 
Jason Moss, 44, the Dexter State Recreation Area fire. September 9th, arrested for first-degree arson. He burned down 145 acres. He allegedly started a fire in the woods near the Frisbee Golf Course. More than 40,000 Oregonians have been evacuated. 500,000 are in different levels of evacuation zones because of Jason Moss. But no, there is no arson. What are you talking about? In California, in Monterey County, Anita Esquivel, 37. She was arrested September 11th. Very little is known about the specifics. Rumors have uh, circulated that she has connections to Antifa and intentionally set the fires for that cause, but we do not know. The district attorney has dismissed the suggestions that she had ties to the far left groups such as Antifa. Then there's Osman uh, Palencia, 36. He's homeless. No known political affiliation, several arrest warrants. He surrendered to police, one felony count of arson during a state emergency, one felony count of arson of a structure. He burned 4,237 acres. Noel Lopez Mejia, 47, Helmet, California, no known political affiliation, 10 arson counts, 10 allegations of setting the blazes during a state emergency. 40 charged acres in exchange for a plea. He received a prison sentence of 17 years and four months. Freddie Owen Graham, 68, Kansas City, Missouri to San Jose, California. No political affiliation is known. 13 counts of arson to forest land. Two counts of arson during a state emergency. He burned approximately 128 acres. No, uh, no injuries or structural damage. Uh, He apparently had flown in from Missouri and then rented a car, which he used to drive along uh, the road in Santa Clara County, and he started uh, fires on his way to his 50th high school reunion. By the way, that report came from CNN. You want to demonetize them too? Then there's Ivan Geronimo Gomez, 30, Monterey, California, August 18th. He's suspected starting the Dolan Fire, which has, which has taken down 117,242 acres. 40% of it has been contained as of 914. He was arrested and booked in the Monterey County Jail on suspicion of arson of foreign uh, forest lands. His bail was set at $2 million. Those are just the few that I can actually just grab the arrest warrants and the arrest records. Uh... You want to tell us political politic fact how you uh, came to the conclusion and called the the idea that there was arson in these fires? Can you tell me how you came to that conclusion? Because your fact check seems to be entirely false. You want to know the truth? You have to do a little digging yourself, and you cannot believe everything that anyone says. And I do not, in fact, I insist that you do not believe the things that I say just because I say them. You have to make the truth your own by doing your own research. And yes, it's perilous to do that. But you're smart enough to figure out what is an initial source, what is a credible source, and what isn't. You don't need 
a degree from journalism school to be able to know. In fact, if you have a degree from any school of journalism, I don't trust you. You have lied over and over and over and over again. You are you are pointing everyone's direction in the wrong direction. And I echo the words of Donald Trump. You are an enemy to mankind. You are an enemy to man's freedom. What you have done will be remembered a hundred years from now when maybe possibly possibly men are free again after what you have done. You will be remembered in not a kind way because you know what's going on and you are lying and covering up. I have much more to say. Maybe I'll be demonetized. Do it. Do it. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Michael Anton, the author of The Stakes, former national security official and senior fellow at the Claremont Institute. Uh, I thought he was also, yeah, fellow at uh, Hillsdale College as well. Welcome to the program, Michael Anton. How are you? Fine, thank you. Um, I, I want to talk to you about the latest article that you wrote on the in the American mind uh, about the coming coup. Um, yeah. I have come to exactly the same conclusion, and it's really not hard if you pay attention and you know what to look for. Right. Well, and the data points just pile up every day. There's, every day. They, they say something new that that makes it uh, obvious this is the plan. And, and, and also, a pointed lack of denials. Usually, you know, if I were plotting something nefarious, uh, or if I were, let I me mean, put it this way, if I were not plotting something nefarious and somebody accused me of it, I'd be pretty hot with my, and quick with my denials. Oh, yeah. And then, and then I would attack the people accusing me of it as saying, you're lying, right? They're not doing that. <laughs> They're silent on this point. Um, and I'm not the only person talking about it. I mean, if you watch, you know, for instance, Tucker Carlson show last night, Darren Beatty, a former White House speechwriting colleague of mine, was on the air talking about it. Where are the rebuttals? Where are the uh, denials? Where, you know, we're not getting them. And I think it's because they know that this is the plan and they, they don't want to put on record quotes that can be used against them when the operation starts going into effect. That is to say, you know, if you're, if you're saying absolutely under no circumstances will we do this in September and then you start doing it in November, right. you've complicated the program because those quotes can be thrown back in your face. And, and so I, they're just being quiet about it. And I think another reason why they're being quiet about it and not responding is they don't want any more attention coming to it because if you know what's going on, you expect it, you see it, and you won't be wrapped up in it. You won't make the stupid mistakes that they are expecting. But let's 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 start with um, uh, what you say. Uh, it started with the military brass quietly indicating that the troops should not follow a presidential order. Let's start there yes, with you. Back back when the issue arose of whether the president should invoke the Insurrection Act, the military brass. Um, made it known that they did not favor that option. And, and the Secretary of Defense in particular said on the record that he didn't. Now, uh, 
if you disagree with the president, your boss, the, the, the honorable and, and normal or used to be normal way to do it is you do it in private. And if you get overruled, you either follow the order or you resign. Correct. Right. You don't go out and you don't go out and say publicly, I disagree. Don't you know, which is a tantamount to saying to the president, don't give that order because we won't follow it. Right. I found that extraordinary. I don't know of another example. I mean, you have to go back to maybe George McClellan being hmm. consistently uh, uh, insubordinate to Abraham Lincoln to find an example of that, it seemed to me. Yeah, and, and this is really important. As I'm going to lay out tonight, I'm going to show you three different paths to this, but they're all the same. Uh, and one is from the uh, State Department on the, the color revolutions of Europe. The Obama State Department showed, I mean, they, they put together a way to overthrow. And one of them, one of the pillars, as they call them, uh, is you have to break up. If you can't get the military, you have to break the police and the military up. So part of them, they won't be in lockstep. They can't come down because they'll be fighting against themselves. Well, there's, there's a distinction here, I think, between a, a color revolution and a coup. The end point is the same. You want to throw out a leader uh, uh, that you don't like, whether that person was elected legitimately or not. But the means are different. And I think the preference is always for the color revolution when that can be accomplished, because the color revolution can be spun as peaceful and nonviolent and even quasi-democratic. Mm-hmm. It's just the people rising up and peacefully taking to the streets and objecting and so on and so forth, right? The coup is when the military or some armed security Correct. force has to step in and force it, which means that the, mean, you know, that the color revolutionary Correct. tactics were insufficient. I mm-hmm. think we're still in color, color revolution, revolution phase we are. now, right? And it's unclear whether the military or other armed uh, uh, agencies of the federal government would go along with a coup attempt. One encouraging data point is that when all of this stuff was being talked about, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs came out and said that the military will play, quote, no role, unquote, in the November election. I hope he sticks to that, and I hope all of the officers under his command, uh, uh, or at least uh, under him in the chain of command, um, follow that. It, we don't know. Right now, though, uh, it looks like the, the, the hope is, you know, get to November. Um, maybe Trump looks like he's winning on election night, but then say, no, 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 we have to wait for all these mail-in ballots. It's going to be a week or a month or however long, but we guarantee Biden's going to win. Fill the streets, shut down the country, unleash the lawyers, tie up any unfavorable that is unfavorable to Democrats, uh, state result in the courts, and litigate, 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 all the while dragging this out and making uh, hopefully, they think, and also using their dominant control of the media and social media to blare the message that Trump lost, he's illegitimate, it's time for him to go. And I also expect that um, uh, sometime on the night of November 3rd, after the, or, or, or as soon as the media narrative becomes Trump lost, uh, Twitter, Facebook, and everybody will shut down the president's social media accounts and say, he's, he's illegitimate, he's trying to stay in illegitimately, therefore we're justified in doing this. And I don't know at that point how the president continues to communicate with the American people and with his core supporters, but it's something that I hope he and his top aides are thinking about right now. I have to tell you, um, I mean, I have... I have war game this war game this I didn't even think about shutting down the president but I think you're exactly right and uh, then the next thing they have to do is shut down people like us uh, who can speak out uh, against it well I, I mean in a way this this has been 
the plan for a long time. If you go, you know, you go back far enough and you do research into this kind of stuff, as I, as I do, or in some cases forced to do to read things I otherwise wouldn't want to read, you can find um, philosophers and prominent intellectuals on the left as, 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 as 50 years ago, 60 years ago, saying that there shouldn't be any protections for authoritarian or right-wing speech, mm-hmm. right? And now that was considered a fringe idea, <laughs> you know, let these guys in the ivory tower say what they want, but we're the United States of America and we have freedom and all that. It takes a while for these radical ideas to work their way into the mainstream and become policy, but, but they tend to get the last laugh. We yes. laugh when these things are proposed, and then we're stunned to find a couple of decades or longer later that they're being taken seriously and even enacted. And so now it's a very mainstream opinion on the left that there has to be speech regulations. I can remember being in college in the late 80s and early 90s when the campuses were talking about speech codes, and they were roundly uh, smacked by intellectuals and in some cases even court challenges for violating the First Amendment. Now, these things are completely mainstream ideas on the left, mm-hmm. and I think when the left has power, in when and if they, re- they gain total power, they will enact them. And it's something to be very, very worried about. I want to I want to break for uh, just a minute, and I want to come back, and I want to, I want to talk to you about... Uh, the the democratic or i should say the left organizations that have gotten together over the summer and actually leaked this to the press a meeting uh, uh, of, of some of the it's they say it's the largest collection of the left ever and they were gaming out the outcomes of the 2020 election john podesta was there uh uh the uh Uh, White House for Bill Clinton, chief of staff. This was funded by George Soros. And it's really terrifying what they are saying. And I I want to go over that with you here in just a second. Give me 60 seconds and we're back. Don't forget, this special airs tonight. You don't want to miss it. I'm telling you, we only have a few weeks to prepare. They have prepared. You have to not only know it, but on tomorrow's program, we are going to be talking about, so what do you do? But please, please tell a friend, watch this, invite your neighbors over, whatever you have to do. Anyone like-minded needs to be watching this tonight, 9 p.m. Eastern. This is the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Candace Owens, one of the most powerful people, I think, in America today. And I don't mean power like she's gathering it. I mean powerful. Powerful in the way she cuts through the bullcrap. Powerful in communication. Powerful in her presence in culture. Uh, She is truly making a difference. Welcome to the program, Candace Owens. It's so great to be back. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing well. I I have no complaints. You know, I'm just feeling more optimistic every single day. And I'm having one of those really, one of those really annoying pregnant people who's having the best pregnancy ever. Yeah. And just, I have so much more energy. I'm up at 6am. So I've got that going on too. So uh, you're what, six months pregnant? Yeah, six months pregnant and have not had a single symptom other than pure elation every single day wow. when I wake up. <laughs> well, there's a lot of women who are listening right now who hate you. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right, you've got a new book out, and I want to talk about that uh, coming up in a minute. I I just want to, first of all, uh, get your your thoughts on a couple of things that are going on, and and they all actually relate to the book. But um, I I want to talk to you about 
uh, first of all, the Cardi B thing. I mean, that was fantastic. It was just fantastic to watch. Um, and it, it started with uh, Ben Shapiro, um, and, and he did a monologue on uh, WAP, uh, Wet Ass P-Word, uh, which is Cardi B's uh, song, which is so classy, so classy. Um, and you talked about it with uh, Ben, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, because you said she was an illiterate rapper, uh, she went off on you. Tell me the story. She did. You know, uh, me and Ben are guilty of perhaps telling the truth, which is what conservatives tend to get in trouble about. Mm -hmm. Um, There's an entire chapter in my book talking about black culture and the accountability that we have in terms of the things that we perpetuate within our own culture. Right. So we are surprised that our neighborhoods are ridden with gangs, that the crime rates are high. It's not fair that black men are being arrested. Um, And I sort of take people through just the last 40 years of black music or 50 years of black music, how we went from the temptations to Cardi B singing about her female genitalia and encouraging other women uh, to, you know, use their female genitalia in certain ways. And that's the number one song in the country right now. Um, And so I, I talk about how black culture has disintegrated over time. And Cardi B, this song is actually exactly what I'm talking about. And to think that this is the number one song, her singing about her female genitalia and Joe Biden, after not giving virtually any interviews all year, decides to come up for air and sit down and honor her with an interview in which she could not have been more ignorant. She could not have been more illiterate and she could not have been more ridiculous. So also we're seeing culture is being manipulated. It's being used uh, to seize black Americans to the Democrat Party. I mean, you you tweeted Malcolm X warned us years ago about puppetry of interviews like Cardi B and Joe Biden. Uh, He spoke out against the white liberal game of using entertainers as pawns. Explain that. Right. That's exactly true. So, I mean, think about just the last 48 hours. Okay, so Joe Biden hits the stage and he's trying to get the Hispanic vote. And so he plays Despacito, a song that's very popular, because I guess if you're Spanish, you like the song Despacito, Glenn. um, And that means you have to vote for Biden. Same with Here's Cardi B. You know, and that means you have to vote for Biden. Mm -hmm. And yet, why isn't that done in the white community? Why, why doesn't why isn't Joe Biden um, sitting down with Steven Tyler or the Kiss Band and talking about white issues? This has always been like a tool for manipulation when it comes to minorities. And it's sickening because it's, it's virtually them. It's a bigotry of expectations. We don't care about your problems. We don't care about your issues. You're not smart enough to understand the complexity behind your issues. So here's your favorite entertainer. Well, I will tell you, uh, they don't play any German polka. Uh, and that's why I have a hard time going out voting for any of them, because I'm just not hearing that German polka and it's pissing me off. Uh, who's pandering to me? You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so Candace, um, you're watching what's happening and I can't, first of all, I can't imagine being an African American living in some of these cities where the riots are going on and seeing these white punk ass kids, uh, using me. And burning my neighborhood down. Is this going well in the African-American community, Black Lives Matter and, and these riots? 
It's not. And and this is what always happens. You can always rely on the left to overplay their own hand, right? So in the beginning, people were apprehensive. I think starting with the George Floyd protest, they're like, oh, is there police brutality? Are black men being targeted? But then as time went on, it just got more and more ridiculous. Now it's like uh, we don't want unarmed black men being harmed by police to, okay, even if they're armed and shooting a, a taser at the police officer, the person still needs to be left alone um, and it needs to be a peaceful seizure. Okay, even if he's carrying a knife and threatening to kill a police officer, you know, the assailant needs to be left alone. So you're starting to see more and more, which has nothing to do with equality. Actually, it's the exact opposite. What they're demanding is entitlement. And the entitlement has nothing to do with black people at all. You know, we're just their favorite oppressed horse to bet on. They love saying black America's oppressed. But this is the same group that's behind Antifa. They're just changing their T-shirts, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, uh, we're going to pretend we're Black Lives Matter today. These are the same gross, greasy, uh, from their basement, Antifa thugs that we we see and their purpose is simply to undo America, to undo the fabric of America, to go out, to riot, to loot, to destroy, and, and to really, uh, their end game is to overthrow. They want to overthrow the government. They want to be in power. They want a socialist America. Um, and that's what we're fighting every single day. So is the black community, I'm going to ask you about the, the, everybody else, is the black community, is this printing on them? Are they getting it? Are you seeing any signs that that people are like, wait a minute, this is we're being played like we've never been played before? Let's see. At some point, the blaze, you're going to have to go back and get your tapes, Glenn. I remember sitting on that couch next to you and I said 20 points in 2020. You asked me to give you a number. I said 20 points in 2020. And now the polls are showing that because black Americans are waking up. Because whose neighborhoods harm when you riot and you burn and you loot and you steal? Uh, who, who's hurting at the end of the day when you're saying defund the police initiatives? Who, whose communities are going up 200 percent in inner cities uh, in regards to shootings in general? The black community. We're the ones that hurt when these celebrities who live behind gated communities and have their own personal security guards say defund the police officers, defund the, pu- the public institutions that are protecting black America. And so, you know, the left has overplayed their hand. Black America. America is waking up. I've even seen instances in which uh, in Chicago, Black Lives Matter, which is consists of a bunch of white people, is being chased out of black neighborhoods saying, you don't show up when our black children are shot and killed. Don't sh- show up because it fits your political narrative. So there is an awakening going on. Um, and I can't tell you how many of Cardi's fans I poached um, from this public you know, spectacle with her because the people don't, don't want to be ignorant. They're just being force fed so much BS from the media and so much uh, you know, racialized, racialized foolishness. Uh, but things are changing, and, and, and it's great that Blexit gets to be at the forefront of this. The other thing is, um, uh, well, first, let me just ask you the same question about the the rest of the nation. You feel the same way about, you know, white people and, and basically Democrats. I mean, I oh, I know Democrats, yeah. I, you know, and I like Democrats. Uh, you know, I don't like I don't like Marxists. I don't like revolutionaries. I I don't relate to people who are communists, et cetera, et cetera. But people who just disagree on, you know, taxing and spending, okay, I can, you know, we're fine with each other. We can, we can, you know, hash that out. But this is different. We have Joe Biden now saying, this is two days in a row where it is the Harris-Biden ticket. He doesn't have control of his faculties. It, 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 he is saying things that are in, he was talking on Monday about weather stripping that we did all this weather stripping and weatherizing of houses uh, under Obama. And that was just the beginning. Here's what's coming. 
It's crazy what they're doing. Are, are the good Democrats also waking up? Yeah, the moderate Democrats, because their party, you know, has been under duress. The socialists, the far left people. And I credit Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. People are so mean about her. We owe everything to Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. I mean, because she was the first one who had the courage to actually just say what they were after. You don't like America. This is anti-American. So we've seen on the left, there's been a, a civil war between the far left socialists and the more moderate Dems. The moderate Dems have more in common with the conservatives these days. And I'll tell you one thing. I I laughed and feared the day that I first saw them actually start to say defund the police. Do you think that's going to bode well with your no. suburban white voters? I mean, are you kidding me? Who calls the police more than a suburban white mother? I mean, someone stepped on my lawn. The music, the music is the music is too loud downstairs. And now you're going to threaten. You know, they they want to be able to raise their kids in a safe neighborhood, as does every single American. And and so the idea that you're going to tell them that defunding the police is going to be a good idea and their children are going to be safer, you're not going to get anybody with any sensibilities, anybody with a modicum of intelligence to stand behind this movement they've gone too radically left and that's the truth so what we're really going to think and out at the outset of this election when we look at this exit polling i think we're going to actually see as crazy as it sounds like a more united america because right now the dichotomy exists in this you either want america to burn or you don't it's that simple it is it is so clear to me but i i just i wonder if it's clear uh to americans because we're not seeing even the same news uh you know you you go to news feed for me and it's going to be all one way you go to the news feed for somebody else who votes the other way uh it's going to go the other way uh and it is i mean you know i don't know if you saw the uh, the special on uh netflix it was called the uh, social dilemma but it it shows the people who designed that system know that they are are dividing the country into extremes just because of what we see in the newsfeed and we don't even speak a same language anymore because uh, you know the left just doesn't see what we see literally doesn't see what we see right and and that's and that's exactly why I take the opportunity when I can um, to have moments culturally, I think that's the most important thing you can do, um, because what the left sees is really dominated by culture. It's the LeBron James, it's the Cardi B's going out and saying this is reality. And that changes when someone like me is able to to, you know, poke a hole in that matrix. And it's why the cultural battle to me has always been more important than the political battle, um, because I know mm-hmm. that that's where you can change the most hearts and the most minds. And Andrew Breitbart had it correct when he said politics is downstream from culture. I'm playing upstream, and I think we're starting to see to see the results downstream uh, for the first time. So I'm tremendously optimistic about the direction in which we're treading. Candace Owens, founder of Blexit, author of the new book, Blackout, How uh, Black America Can Make Its Second Escape from the Democratic uh, Plantation. We're going to take a one-minute break and be back with Candace and more. First, let me tell you about our uh, sponsor this half hour. If you're shaving, you could you should stop shaving the way you've always shaved. Um, shave Secret is the way to go. Um, it is, you know, if you are if you are somebody who hates to shave, I hate to shave. You hate to shave and you have shave rash and everything else and maybe ingrown hairs afterwards. Shave Secret is something that is for uh, men and women. You can throw out all the shaving products and, you know, you don't need the lawnmower with 12 different blades. You don't need any of that. 
what you need is this essential blend of of oils these these essential oils that you rub into your skin it's a small little bottle cuz you, you i mean you don't use very much you use 3 to 5 drops on your wet palm and then you put it in on your face or you rub it into your legs and it is the smoothest shave and you smell great as well when you're done your skin is going to feel soft and smooth you're going to smell amazing as well. It's Shave Secret. It's available regionally at HEB, Wegmans, Walmart, and Amazon, or you can go to shavesecret.com. Use the promo code BECK, get 10% discount right now. It's shavesecret.com. 10 seconds, station ID. We are with Candace Owens and Candace, I'm doing a special tonight on how I believe we are being set up for a civil war that will be attempted to actually start as a hot civil war around uh, November and the elections. First of all, do you see that as a possibility? 100 percent. The left is already preparing for that. If you're okay. following their rhetoric about what's going to happen with the contested election, uh, they're saying Trump's going to. I mean, I love this. This is just they're saying it's going to be a red mirage. Trump's going to win a landslide, Glenn, um, on on the night of the election. But then they're going to go and count the mail in ballots. And really, Joe Biden's going to be the one who won. Joe Biden, who can't sell out an auditorium, a cafeteria, right? He's, he's really the one who's going to win once they're able to count their mail-in ballots. Um, and uh, they're going to need days to be able to count it. And uh, But it's, it's, it's going to be true. Biden's going to be the real winner. Um, and Trump's going to then not want to leave office, meaning they know they're losing. They know they're losing grip with America, and they are going to rig this by any means necessary. It's been their plan since they announced coronavirus. None of this has made any sense. Protest is okay. Can't go to work. Crash the economy. I mean, I have been calling this out since February. I said, literally, I tweeted, this is all going to be about mail-in voting in November. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and everyone thought I was crazy. They really thought this was the next plague, right? And and what's happening? This is all coming down to mail-in ballots. Uh, and it's it's really just a, a ruse, as I'll pull, point out tonight. Um, it's not happening. The mail-in ballot is not happening in the red states. It's happening in the blue states. Uh, and it is just an argument to get you to doubt it for a second and to shut down people like you, people like me. I mean, if we are on election night saying that Donald Trump has a clear victory, Facebook, YouTube, everybody will will ban us or 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 at least stifle all of those things because they will say the election is not done being counted. And so there won't be any opposing voice. Uh, we were just talking about this uh, last hour about how YouTube and Facebook and Twitter, they will all shut down President Obama or President Trump's accounts uh, after election night if he says, I won. He did. Yeah, 100 percent. You can see it, it's they are planning for this. You're seeing Mark Zuckerberg come ahead saying we need to plan people to to wait and see what's actually going to happen. We're going to do our part. I mean, this has just been the plan since the beginning. I've seen this. It was so just so obvious since February. And and now you're seeing coronavirus numbers are going down, 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 down. And yet they're they're getting stricter and stricter on new policies and talking about why there must be mail and voting and, and all of this stuff. It makes no sense. 
it just makes absolutely no sense. They're using fear as a mechanism to get what they want uh, because they know the instability behind mail-in voting. They know it's unreliable. Um, people that are getting their ballots are already saying there's complications and things are wrong. Um, and, you know, they can't even get it right in states like Florida, you know, and, and, and they're thinking they're going to be able to do this on, on, in, in every state on a national scale uh, just ahead of the election. Absolutely not. But this is the only chance they have. They have a senile candidate, um, an unlikable vice president. Um, they can, like I said, cannot sell out a room. And they're going to hide them and pretend that they're somehow close in the polls by keeping them in their basements and saying this is for safety while Trump's selling out and, and you know, and, and touring and, and doing all of his rallies. And clearly he's got America behind him. I mean, Joe Biden got off a plane the other day. I really, everybody listening, go find the clip. He gets off a plane and he's waving and there's no one there. I know. <laughs> waving and pointing. <laughs> it's like nobody. Is, Joe, nobody is there. Who are you pointing to? Uh, I saw a bird. I mean, what are you doing? Da, da, da. 